Welcome to the Build It Better podcast powered by FrameCAD. I'm your host, Robert Johnson. And this week, we are going to have part three of our series on a journey through industrialized construction. This week, we're we're visiting with Crystal Howe, who is the Vice President of Construction for ICS, Industrialized Construction Services. And she is in Minneapolis uh, on a job site. I apologize in advance if you have a little trouble here and there hearing. She is doing the field reporter role for us in this episode. So uh, it's really it's really pretty cool to see this process from Jason and kind of his 30,000 foot view in episode one and Matthew when it really gets kind of into the weeds and what happens in design and, and the things that they do to make things better. And now you're going to get to see what happens when it all comes together, maybe in a rainy world, but we'll see. Let's, let's jump out and visit with Crystal. I am your host, Robert Johnson, and this is, this is pretty cool. So First episode, we had Jason. Uh, second episode, I recorded earlier today with Matthew in Framecore's office uh, in their manufacturing facility, and they were showing me pictures. And now I am with Crystal Howe, and you are also a co-founder, also a vice president, and what is it, VP of? Prefab and Construction. Okay. Okay. I, I never get them right. So it was like, okay, we'll just go with it and whatever it is, it is. Uh, welcome. I, I, I hate the fact that um, you are in the rain. Uh, it was kind of part of our plan was to do this and, and, and get to walk around a, a, a site, which is okay. We're still going to get, we'll get some. I'll make you get out in the rain here before too long. And it might pass pretty soon. It's it's really slowing down. It was only supposed to be about a twenty minute rain delay, and hopefully these guys will get rolling again, and and we'll be able to get some some shots as well. Good. Where where are you at exactly again? We are up in uh, St. Anthony in Minnesota. It's right outside of the St. Paul area, um, and we're delivering one of the first two pilots for a new retail client of ours. Okay. So to take this full circle, uh, we spoke with Jason, who kind of gave us that 30,000-foot you know, look of what uh, ICS, uh, Industrialized Construction Services, we will always refer to it as ICS from this point on. I won't say that because I'm going to mess up and call it integrated or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's fair. Um, so that and then, and speaking with Matthew, uh, got a better feel for what happens and what he's looking at on the architectural engineering side. Um, and then it was just really cool to be able to bring the whole thing together and you be the big grand finale, so it's all on your shoulders, of what actually happens and, and, and how it really turns into a real construction project. Um, these panels were fabricated where what state uh commerce city colorado right okay. outside of denver okay. about 600 miles from here can i mention the name sure of your fabricators it was douglas yeah. colony wasn't it okay. it was yeah. it was douglas colony did did this one and the other pilot project for us that landed in um ankeny iowa just north of des moines um a couple okay. weeks ago okay and the reason i bring that up is joe doxy um is was a guest on the previous uh couple of episodes to to your stuff so um yeah very neat uh 
What do you think? What, I mean, you, you're, you're a construction person. Uh, does this beat traditional framing? I have to say without a, a hesitation, this beats traditional construction framing. Uh, Schedule-wise, quality-wise, safety-wise. The other project that this same general contractor is building 20 minutes from here, I visited yesterday when I had some downtime. Their framing took 28 days. Um, this project should be framed out in six, seven. Um, yeah, it's, so it's same exact prototype, same contractor, same framing crew. And, you know, prefab offsite, mobilize, get these guys in here and, and knock it out and keep going. But there's so many other things, um, you know, but it's not just, I tend to, because I'm a, I'm a cold form steel person and a wall panel trust people, uh, person, I tend to think on the structure, but there's so much more that goes into the industrializing of the process than just the structure. Um, I'm going, uh, were you also the, the SEOR, the structural engineer of record on this project? We are. And, um, through that effort, what we look at isn't just what we touch, um, from a manufactured standpoint, we look at the entire project in its entire, in, in, in its entirety. Easy for um, say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, you know, obviously start with the foundations all the way up, and we take their prototype building, um, prototype in quotes because mm -hmm. they're all a little different, um, sure. and we really try to optimize the entire system, make it a little bit more efficient, make it a little bit easier to, you know, for the entire construction phase. Um, and then when we bring in our prefabricated structural core and shell kit, it really does um, accelerate the schedule so that you can get your additional sub-trades mobilized uh, quicker. And sometimes those installs go a little bit more efficiently as well. And you learn those things throughout the process and throughout the schedule duration of project number one. And then you just apply those to the next one and the next one. And it's just rinse and repeat, and it becomes more and more efficient building number 10 versus building number one. And you really catch additional optimization as we roll out the, the pilots. Yeah. It, you know, one of the things that I, I guess that really has always impressed me with, with ICS in particular is that it's, it's so much more than just sitting in a room and, and, and drawing uh, or sitting in an office and, and drawing and producing drawings, produce, whether they be architectural or engineering, is that you folks really have worked hard to understand the process, you know, not just the engineering, but what happens when you fabricate manufacturing, what's happening in the facility, what are the limitations you have to worry about there, optimizing for that. Also, what's happening in the field? Is it a small site, big site? What's it mean for shipping? All of those things come into play when you're designing the, the structure, when you're designing, designing the project. Um, well, go ahead. I would say it even comes into consideration when we're picking out which sites to run the pilots on. Um, obviously, if you have similar buildings, but your site has a little bit more space to kind of play around with, those are the ones that we'll run our pilots on. But if we have an infill site that we have to, you know, stage logistically our trucks coming in and, and mm -hmm. take an offload directly from the truck, those are things that we can adjust for as, as we roll these prototypes out. Yeah. Now, so, so it's everything. 
Yeah, we're talking about prototype construction, and, and which I think is where we see the the really it it it's kind of the force multiplier of the benefits of prefabricated construction by getting national uh, accounts, national customers uh, that you do the same. You can have five or six different floor plans, whatever it would be. Um, the, the efficiencies that are built into that, I mean, the, the, the win is, is massive. Um, I, I say that because when I saw the picture of your site this morning, you're gonna, this is going to shock you. My first thing I said was, why all the structural steel? And Matthew said to me, ask her that question. <laughs> and then he explained it to me. So it will get a shot, whether it's through the window or outside in a bit. But why all the structural steel? When we first engage with a client and try to optimize their prototype, we mm -hmm. really try not to rock the boat too much. Mm -hmm. We drove... I think 40% of the red iron out of this building already. Okay, I want everybody to remember this. Steel. Yeah, remember this. 40% <laughs> of the red iron out of the structure. It's how many square feet? Uh, 32.50. Okay, so 3,250 square feet. All right. Yes. Uh, so 40% of the red iron is, is a massive number. But, yeah, just wait. Wait until but you get a peek. <laughs> there's still some. Um, it, it came from, there's an interior demising wall. We got the red iron out of that. That is all light gauge structural, all the way floor up to top of parapet. Um, the interior trusses were I-beams. They're now bar joists, so it's still red iron, but the actual percentage is down a little bit. Um, spacing sure. is spaced out a little bit further than what the I-beams were. Um, but those were beefy I-beams that were in there the entire way. Uh, holding up your your deck and it, yeah. it just I don't want to say it's unnecessary but you can drive a lot of efficiencies into this building by limiting the, the amount of red iron that goes into it and, and converting it to light gauge. Are they seeing that? Is the customer seeing this? I mean are they, they starting are. to they realize and, and I understand yeah. that some of it was certainly that aspect of not rocking the boat and not being too much too quick um, but it, it surely when they are able to see that this thing, you started framing today, you started standing panels yes. today, is that correct? Yep. So yes, when you say this will be done in five days, four days, five days, six days, something like that? This one is going a little bit different. They don't have their slab poured. So essentially by tomorrow afternoon, they will have the entire exterior framed. Uh, they will then fly in their bar joists lay down their deck in another day or two, um, and then they'll remobilize their interior um, framing crew once the slab's poured, which then that uh, duration should be three days. So so I'm, I'm curious then, so is the interior, are the interior walls panelized as well? They are. They uh, All the non-structural, non-load-bearing interior walls are panelized, ceiling panels, soffit panels, everything in here is a prefab product that just accelerates that install duration. So I'm curious, um, it, I'm, I'm assuming then that there is ample space to get panels into the building even in light of having the shell done? Are you leaving some panels out to, to accommodate? or? We're leaving one panel out because there's an interior demising wall so that we can get the back of house area. Um, 
mobilized in. But because of the um, storefront and the, the window openings that these guys have, there's gotcha. plenty of room to get those interior panels in after the fact. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, very cool. Uh, so, let's talk about the site. Is it a is it a is it a a, a tight site? Is it do you have lay down room? Um, are you able to bring all the panels in to get before you got started? This one, luckily, we do have lay down room, and there's even it's used to be a gas station. They had to do some remediation work before. Um, obviously, these guys mobilized to uh, mm-hmm. start their construction, but there's ample room for lay down, um, even staging around the building to get their lull and forklift around the building. Um, they, this crew opted not to use a crane. Um, most crews do, but it really is, you know, up to means and methods by GC and their sub, uh, when it comes to their install. Yeah. Okay. So they're using a regular reach fork or something and just, yep. yeah, strapping and pulling and flying them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some really, really fun stuff and and so here's where i think this gets really cool is that you folks are handle from i like to say cradle to grave i mean you're going to be in it from the design and in and and in a perfect world we're talking before there's i mean really early mm-hmm. uh before conception and and then we've got you're taking it all the way through now do you manage the project all the way through um cfo I, we manage only essentially through completion of our install. Um, It's then turned back over to the, to the general contractor. Um, We're there holding hands, coordinating very closely uh, before we get to site, during site, which is why I'm out here. Um, And then obviously as any questions do arise with complications of someone wanted to move an HVAC, HVAC rough, what do we do? Um, we're, we're there to help them, uh, move things around, do a different knockout somewhere, um, things like that as they continue on. Yeah. Uh, and on all of this stuff is so very important in prefabricated construction because what you're learning in the field while they're doing this will be used on the next one. Um, and, oh, you know what, in the future, we need to punch a hole here. We need to move this stuff Mm -hmm. here. And all of those things can be communicated back and forth. And, and in a prototype world, I mean, that's the, that's the win. Now, you're always going to have the one-off, maybe something you had to do, change a footprint just a little bit or something. But for the most part, you're going you're gonna to be building the exact same thing in another location. That is our goal. That is yeah. always the hope and goal. <laughs> yeah, as long <laughs> as the client lets you do that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what else, uh, what, what exciting, is there anything else exciting that you're working on that you can share with us? Um, from our side of it, it really is just adding a few more pilot projects for this client, building out and optimizing their design for a hopeful, optimized, fully optimized prototype that can be delivered in roughly 80% of the country. Um, I say 80% because there's, 20,000 jurisdictions within the U.S. Um, Obviously, everyone has their own little miscellaneous interpretation Mm -hmm. to the code. Um, So high seismic zones, higher wind zones, higher snow load zones, um, it can't be the exact same building. But in 80% of the country, it really can be. Um, So that's what we are working on with this client to learn from these pilots 
um, circle back through, optimize a prototype, and start rolling that out with them. So, so then when I think about prototypes, I think about um, things like uh, where this would also be very beneficial. And, I, I, and I'm going to say names, whether you're working with them or not is irrelevant to me. I, it's, it's more just the thought in my mind. Um, these, any of the little, um, fast food places, you see a lot of them are the same, you know, they try to have the same uh, footprint now, the McDonald's, the Burger King, the, you know, salad and go, the crab shack, whatever, you know, all this stuff. All of those. These, these people, now I do know that there is, I want to say Rally's Hamburgers or somebody's does almost a modular thing and i know dutch bros does a a kind of a modular containerish type building but those are all perfect examples of prototypical construction that can be done in any number of places yeah yeah which is perfect for what you do we are working with another client that we went through the pilot phase optimized a building forum prototyped it and um contracted for multiple buildings without knowing their locations um, right away. So that's one thing that once we do actually get a prototype developed that can land in such a array of places, um, you really can contract for this is your set price for this building, whether you're building it in Idaho or North Carolina. It, here's what it's going to be. And yeah. it's really nice to have that knowledge of, understanding your budget a year ahead of time to be yeah, able corporately, to just corporately you can look at this thing out. a long time ago and, and figure all this out um yeah that that's where you know besides all the benefits of building non-combustible and the builder's risk insurance and the ongoing property insurance and matthew and i discussed the fact that you know it's even a bigger win for people that are build and hold not build and sell because those that are hanging on to it for the long term reap all these benefits that yes. come through the second, third, fourth, fifth year of reaping these these insurance savings, no maintenance, no termites, all the things that we we talk about often. Um, very interesting stuff. Are you to the point where we could take a peek outside? I think so. Let's uh, jump out and see what we got going on. <laughs> but as you can see, there's plenty of laydown space. Uh, job trailer is up there. Um, some exterior panels that we are going to get to tomorrow are still staged out here. Um, let's see. That was just structural steel this morning, and we now have one side up. Uh, they started in this corner, and then they're working their way uh, around the building there. But uh, having a, the laydown space is very beneficial for, for what these guys can do as we're working through pilots, as it's a first-time install crew. Yeah, are the panels, so it looks like they're pre, uh, pre-sheathed? We do. Yeah. Our exterior okay. panels do come um, pre-sheathed. Um, shear walls on this particular project are in the plywood, and everything else is just in that uh, dense glass. Um, if it is a fully non-combustible building, we do um, sheet steel with our uh, dense glass chip for the shear. Okay, so you do, and you broke up just a just a tad, but you do you do use, yeah, you do use sheet steel for shear in some cases. We do, yes, we do okay. for well, shear for for fully non combustible buildings. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, don't get too muddy. 
Uh, yeah, you can see. Uh, so these panels are, what's your tallest panel? Uh, for this building, I believe the tallest is around 22 foot tall. Um, our other panel. clients that we work for, single panel, um, we're doing oversized for these, so they're 12 foot wide um, where we can and about 20 foot tall. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so cool. And you can see in the background there how they would do it with a reach fork. They use it very similar to a crane. So what's what's the temperature there? Is is it warm? It is. Sorry, I know you're in Arizona right now. It is about 75. Um, just had a nice shower come through and cooled us off a little bit. Wow. Um, so not, not really sweating while I'm standing here. Wow, that's crazy. Well, that's really some neat stuff. Um, you saw in the earlier shots of it, the, the structural steel, there is a lot of structural steel in this, and I can't imagine what it was like before you started pulling it out of there. You, some of it would already be installed. Some of it would, um, be coming soon, but there was, again, I I believe the percentage was 40% already. And we're trying to get that to, I think 80%, um, on the next couple that we're doing. Is this the, is this a financial institution? It is a financial institution. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if maybe that had something to do with it, with any of that, but security or, or, you know, um, I'm going to say no, because we are able to remove the red iron in the back of house demising wall. Here's, gotcha. here's a shot yep. of all the red iron yeah. that, uh, we're wow. additionally going to try to get out of here. A lot of wow. it is our storefront openings. Mm-hmm. There's such a low or such a uh, length they need to carry. Uh, mm-hmm. we couldn't get rid of those yet, but we are having conversations about nesting columns uh, or nesting studs to create essentially the column for Mm -hmm. your um, break within your storefront to be able to panelize it and and get rid of some of that red iron. So those are options that that we're at least talking through so far. Uh, Okay. Uh, So how do people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you? Um, Visit the website, ics-build.com. Um, there's an info on there. There's a phone number. Or, uh, call me directly. I will answer, and we're happy to work through anything and, and try to figure out a solution. You're on LinkedIn. Uh, Industrialized Construction Services is on LinkedIn. You also have a LinkedIn page? I do, I do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, somebody needs to connect uh, with uh, Crystal, and uh, she can tell you how to, how to build stuff. Uh, that's, that's kind of the fun stuff. We, Matthew can tell you how to draw stuff and you can tell them how to do stuff. So, um, well, great. I I appreciate you taking time. Sorry you had to get out and get in the mud. Um, I'm glad we were able to make it happen. Um, so we'll catch up again soon. Okay. That sounds great. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate this, Robert. Okay. That's it for this series of A Journey Through Industrialized Construction. I want to thank Jason Steele, Matthew Comer, and Crystal Howe for joining us in this series. Watch for what we have coming in the future with these folks. We'll have them back. You know what I say. We've all built it the old way. Now let's go build it better. Thanks. See you next time.